Happy New Year, Dirty Moderates. We are back. And 2023 is off to a limping start, maybe we should say, or a pathetic start, or an embarrassing start, thanks to the Trump Republican Party, the MAGA Party, the once great party of Abe Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt, Dwight Eisenhower, and U.S. Grant that cannot decide on a Speaker of the House. On their eighth vote today, as I speak to you, this is Thursday, January 5th. They were supposed to have been sworn in, chosen a speaker and all that on the third, two days ago, so that the House of Representatives can function, so that our government can function. But here we are with the ass clownery of this party, where Kevin McCarthy is still something like 20 votes short of being speaker. He needs 218. Matter of fact, Hakeem Jeffries, who is going to be the Democratic House Minority Leader, actually has more votes. Now, in a normal world, a world that dirty moderates would like, Hakeem Jeffries would be speaker because there would be a coalition if, you know, several moderate Republicans would come forth. But it doesn't seem that there's even sanity there. Fred Upton of Michigan is still there, but he's one of the last ones. He voted to impeach Trump. All but him are gone, either from retirement, defeat, and what have you. The House of Representatives is where our legislative business begins, folks. Everything, appropriations, money, bills begin in the House of Representatives. I know we, we've been used to thinking that we're living under a king because of the orange Von Fuckface himself, but we have a separation of powers, and we need a functioning legislator, legislature right, to check the judiciary and the executive branch. Joe Biden can't wave his magic wand or sprinkle his fairy dust and get stuff done if the House of Representatives, by the way, there is only a four-seat Republican majority, if these MAGA Cretans can't decide on a leader. This is a mockery of the American way of life. This is a mockery of our system. This isn't funny. Just this morning, Matt Gates, one of the leading ass clowns, nominated Donald Trump as speaker. Well, first of all, just so you know, you don't have to be in Congress to be speaker. So yeah, someone could be nominated and voted on, even if they're not an elected official in that, in that body, I know. Well, you don't have to be a lawyer to be on the Supreme Court. So there are some constitutional quirks in our world. But now Lauren Boeber, they were all getting behind one of the new Republicans in Congress, Byron Donalds, who's an African-American conservative. Um, now they've switched to somebody else. Or some some of them have. I mean, you can't keep up with this. I mean, the presuming a presumable successor to McCarthy, or the alternative, I should say, would be Steve Scalise, who was the guy you may remember was uh, there was an attempted assassination on him by a by a Bernie supporter. He was shot during a congressional softball game a few years back. Uh, just so people know, he uh, has been described as, uh, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but David Duke without the baggage. Yeah. He's a palatable Klansman. That's just what we want. A Speaker of the House who's, well, I guess he's a Trumpist, so that makes you an avowed white supremacist. And you guys know I don't traffic in this kind of language very often. But we are bereft in this country because of this party. It's a tale of two parties. We have what we're supposed to have, ostensibly, two political parties. The Democratic Party, thank the Lord, held on to the Senate but for gerrymandering, by the way, the Republicans wouldn't even have that four-seat majority they eked out. 
New York was responsible. A lot of the losses up there, Florida, Alabama, uh, other places. But I can't stress enough or I can't rail enough at the fact that we are still playing around with this. That actually in the well of the great body of the House of Representatives, there are people laughing, voting against voting to move forward, which they did. They adjourned so they wouldn't have to vote yesterday. Now, this is the first time since 1923 that we've had to have multiple ballots until someone's chosen a speaker and people keep asking what happens. Well, lawmakers have to keep holding votes until somebody wins. That's what happens. You have to have a speaker of the house. Guess what else? For those that don't know, who knows what Republicans know, but those among us who care about our politics, speaker is third in line to the presidency. So we've gone from, and I'm not talking about her politics. So I have great respect for her. And I love her politics. Actually, Nancy Pelosi, right? who led this body and and honored its traditions, held its protocol and parliamentary procedure sacrosanct as the cradle of our democracy. The House of Representatives is the lower chamber. It is the people's house. It's our house, and they are shitting on it. That's right. Just like they shat all over January 6th, just like they attacked the Capitol, here they go again. Not leading, not governing, no plan, but just bargain basement buffoonery. But what about our stature in the world? What about our our stature everywhere? You know, people forget the politics here is an insular. The world is watching us all the time. There's an old saying when America sneezes, Europe and the rest of the world catch a flu, catch a cold. It's true. So as these guys think they're having some revolution going on, these would-be phony Robespierre's, right, think they're storming some kind of Bastille, all they're doing is delaying the business of the people. Again, the people's house. There are 435 members. And every two years, they have to face the voters. And the party, barely, as I keep saying, um, won this year. Voters overwhelmingly rejected the crazy. Remember? And I did episodes on this. It's not that long ago. I know people forget, you know, a day in politics is like a light year. And Mehmet Oz went down. Herschel Walker went down, right? Uh, Doug Mastriano went down. Carrie Lake. Americans across the country. In blue states, red states, purple states said, nope, we're not voting for you. Many a conservative defected. We now know about that Bannon line, which Mike Madrid and I talked about from the Lincoln Project. They identified it. Steve Bannon famously saying, if the Democrats, this is in 2020, could pull 3 to 8%, Joe Biden would win, would beat Trump. Well, he did. He pulled like 4% or whatever. By all estimates now, and it's the data is still coming out, but 7 to 11% of Republicans voted for a blue Senate and nearly for a blue House because they want a stopgap. They want a wall. They want a garrison. They want a fortification against the attack on democracy. They voted for democracy. So people say the parties are alike. No, they're not. 
And everybody knows I'm an independent. I'm a dirty moderate. But you better believe I'm batting for Team Democrat so long as these people continue to sully our foundations to violate our national norms, to assault our precepts. Our constitution stipulates our laws. It's not just parchment. Those words have meaning. They've had meaning for two and a half centuries, roughly. They are not parlor games. They are not hijinks. They are not, let me show you how big my dick is games. No, no, it's government. And you know what? These people have been elected to govern and they don't know how. Actually, they don't want to govern. There's a travesty to all this. Because I keep saying that even though I'm not a member of either party, if America is going to have two parties, and that's what we have, we don't have a parliamentary system where if we did, there'd be coalitions forming because there's multiple parties have to come together to get something done. We don't have that here. So we can't have one functional party and one party that cares about democracy and another party. By the way, the majority of these 20 people, these holdouts on McCarthy, all but one of them are seditionists. Remember that 137 people who didn't certify the election in 2020, all of them but one are part of that group. Part of the traitor caucus, the chaos caucus. I'm watching this in awe, but I'm also watching it saying, you know, I knew this would happen. No, I'm not Cassandra. No, I'm not clairvoyant. I just knew that as you've seen the descent, the devolution of this party into a Trump-backed chaotic cult, that there would be no plan. We know that once this speaker's chosen, and somebody will be chosen, you know, the Republicans who were so upset about the border and inflation and gas prices and all this stuff, energy policy, you know they're going to come in and introduce bills, right? Wrong. They're going to come and investigate Hunter Biden, the laptop. They're going to subpoena Anthony Fauci. They're going to make the Benghazi hearings look like a little baby carnival, like a junior high carnival. This fucking fair is going to have it all. Yeah, they're going to have it all. All of it at our expense. And for all those people listening who voted for these people, they are mocking you. They think you are fools. They don't want the government to be operating because they are not there to govern. They're there just to burn it all down. Well, it's time we burn them down. And that's why I keep saying, and that's why this podcast exists, for the sake of saving democracy one episode at a time. That is, those aren't empty words. That's not pablum. That's not, you know, rhetoric. It's real shit because these folks can't govern. And why are they in government then? They're only there for power. And guess what? For every day they're not there, how about we dock their pay, right? The $180,000 a year we pay each congressperson. What about that? They don't like taxpayer money? Well, your taxes are funding this. Your taxes are the ones paying for these people to be clown an institution that is as sacred 
as our very, very, very ideal or idea and ideals, this thing called America, where adults aspire to work within the confines of a representative republic to serve their people. Voters make a choice and their people take power. Many a MAGA Cretan didn't want that in 2020, and the same crowd can't decide, because they can't run a two-car motorcade, they can't decide who should rule now. They can't. And here we are. The date of this episode, January 5th. The day before the second anniversary of the worst attack on our democracy uh, in my lifetime, certainly uh, uh, most people's lifetimes, um, because it was from within. And this buffoonery, this clown caucus, there's no other way to put it, is such an insult to the American people. And yet again, it's supposed to be the peaceful transfer of power. Trump didn't let that happen in 2020, or he didn't want it to happen. Been lying about it ever since, grifting on it, by the way. By the way, Carrie Lake has still not conceded as governor, even though Katie Hobbs has been sworn in in Arizona. And now these people are holding it up again. Until these people are perform their jobs without lunacy, without conspiracy, without sedition, without lies, they are absolutely unfit for office. None of these people should be sat anyway based on this. And among these people, they're insurrectionists. You know, in the 1860s, Lincoln and Congress famously said certain people should be expelled for being traitors to the Union. Well, yeah. It's not just January 6th, not just insurrection. This is the kind of stuff that is traitorous if you think about it because it weakens and it undermines and it, 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 it takes away from our government, our functioning government. I think I've said enough here. And maybe when this episode drops later, something will be decided. But what America's had to go through for two days, I'm not saying this is a national security crisis, but it is a slight constitutional one. But I'm ringing the alarm bells because this is what's going to happen. Wait until they get in. But just like Robespierre and the French Revolution, the revolution came for him too. It devoured its own. And mark my words, that's coming. American people will remember this. They will remember this. Folks, um, I'm very honored about an episode I'm doing tomorrow um, on the anniversary of January 6th. Um, it is our great, great honor to welcome a Capitol Hill police officer named Stephanie Fulcher, um, who was there on that day. She will be um, – well, we spoke to her about her experience, um, why she's no longer on the force, what she witnessed, and there's going to be a lot of revelations, so you're not going to want to miss this episode. and that's tomorrow. But before that, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be on YouTube and Twitter doing a live, right? And following that live, my live take, my reflections on January 6th, I will have a Q&A. I will open up the floor so we all can talk about this together. We all can have one discussion about what you hear, about what we saw. Two years ago, folks, this party that is now refusing to choose a speaker and holding up the people's business also tried to obstruct the peaceful transfer of power.
Never forget it. January 6th committee's work is done. The report is out in great detail. Uh, it's many, 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 many pages long, but you get the gist. There would have, as Liz Cheney said, there was no insurrection without Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has created a climate where chaos can reign, where rules don't matter. Stephanie Fulcher will join us tomorrow. And uh, the episode, again, airs live at 5 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube and Twitter. I will stay afterward for Q&A. Um, you're not going to want to miss this, folks. Folks, also go to tpublic.com and get our merch. I don't know if you can see this, but dirty moderate T-shirts, sweatshirts, tote bags, great colors, right? A cornucopia of colors you can have. Make sure you do it. There's a pride hoodie, right? Of course. Whatever you want, we've got. Wear that shirt proudly. That shirt is a shirt that is a symbol of democracy. That's what we do here. Tomorrow's episode and tomorrow's conversation will be further uh, proof that that's why we're here. Further evidence that the work of the Democratic Project goes on. It doesn't end with elections, and now we're in essentially the presidential election cycle because it's 2023. Next year is the presidential election. The work continues. Folks, thank you for joining me. Never forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribing to us. You can go to dirtymoderate.com. Hear all the current episodes. Make sure and uh, go read my newsletter on Substack. All of this is on there. Um, of course, we have our Substack, so we have the weekly newsletter. We've got Amazon, Google, Apple, Spotify. We are on so many platforms where you can hear the podcast, but you can also get them on the website. Um, and make sure to go to vote.org, right? Now is the time to register to vote, not at the last minute. We never, never, never fail to mention that. Vote.org, vote.org. DirtyModerate.com. Make sure you do that. Get yourself some merch. Tune in tomorrow as we. Remember, the dark day of January 6th will be live again, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube and Twitter with a Q&A after. Folks, thank you for joining me today. As always, stay dirty, stay moderate, and stay safe.